everyday people are finding themselves the owners of billion-dollar companies for pennies on the dollar. There was once a time when you had to bootstrap the company from scratch, build a team, plan, research and develop, invest money, time, and energy. You know, earn it. Now there's an easier way to have your own billion-dollar unicorn tech startup. An app called My Fortune allows you to buy lottery tickets so that you can win a failing Fortune 5000 startup company. And not just any Fortune 5000 company. The My Fortune app can help you win one rife with scandal, cooked books, shitty office <laughs> politics, and messy red tape. Download the app, buy your lottery tickets, and win big. Big, big. Win and marvel at your new baby with a billion-dollar market cap and hundreds of millions in assets and liabilities, all being held together by duct tape and prayers. Living la vida loca en una empresa legendaria. Y en el viernes va la loca. My fortune is for the aspiring CEO who always wanted their own tech giant with unsustainable legendary, legendary. perks, toxic office culture, and an on-site Cold Stone Creamery. A venerable high-calorie precursor to diabetes and other gastrointestinal disorders. I'll be f- <laughs> if that isn't awesome. Download the new My Fortune Lottery app on Google Play or Apple App Store now. My Fortune complies with all state gaming regulations and security standards. Players must be 18 and over within state boundaries to play. Not valid in Pennsylvania, South Dakota, and some parts of the Bronx. My Fortune is not affiliated with and is not an agent of any state lottery, any Fortune 5000 company, or anything that has to do with anything legitimately right in the world whatsoever. Winning a unicorn company comes with its own inherent Zuckerbergian risks. Terms of winning may vary. Void where prohibited. Blah, 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 blah. Hope you don't get sued wording. The new My Fortune app. Your fortune's waiting. Testing. Testing. Check. Design your decade. An interactive podcast for the modern professional. Welcome to your journey to the seas. Welcome to another episode of the DYD podcast, your mini masterclass in career building greatness. I'm Roseanne Santos, bilingual keynote speaker, certified Gallup Strengths coach, executive trainer, and I want my next boss to be a charismatic cult leader. Wait, no. I want to be a charismatic cult leader. And I'm Rio Rocket, motivational speaker, marketing and brand strategist, actor, entrepreneur. And I want to be the boss of a charismatic cult leader. Wait, no. I want to be the boss of an entire cult of charismatic cult leaders. Okay, we're just joking. But the story of WeWork is no joke. $47 billion to near bankruptcy in six weeks. How does that happen? Adam Newman arrived in New York with a lot of ideas. He thought that everything in the world was I, iPhone, iPad. Everything is about me, 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 me. So his idea was to take the me and flip it to make it we. Having grown up in Israel in a commune, his idea was to create a work commune, a sharing economy where everyone shares and those who work hard are rewarded. So in 2010, Adam and Miguel McKelvey founded WeWork. Regis was the big player in shared office space before WeWork. He felt their old model was outdated. He took the boring and stale shared office space concept and added a hip-hop music ambiance, free-flowing beer and kombucha, and the concept of being part of a young, cool, hip club, which had people scrambling to set up their offices at WeWork. Adam saw WeWork as the first physical social network, a co-working space that empowered everyone within the network a rebellion against the office culture set in the 80s and 90s. The company grew at an insane rate. The money rolled in by the truckloads. They built a WeWork summer camp for the co-workers with everything you could possibly conceive. 
so much that I can make a separate episode about WeWork summer events, but I'm not. They built We Live as a co-living space for the co-workers. Now, people compare this WeWork effect of bringing people together in both common work and living spaces to a cult. You may have heard the phrase, the cult of WeWork. Was it a cult or just a very socially active work environment? Judge for yourself. The company's social presence grew so big that eventually attendance at the summer camps became mandatory. To make sure the workers attended the daily events, they had tracking bracelets placed on them. Tracking bracelets placed on their wrist. Cult or not? Now comes the timeline. In January 2016, WeWork was chosen by Fortune magazine as one of its three unicorns to bet on. At this time, the company had a valuation of $10 billion. In July 2017, after an investment round, the valuation of the company reached $20 billion. By 2019, the valuation spiked again after another investment round with SoftBank. SoftBank is a Japanese holding company whose CEO, Masayoshi-san, created the largest venture capital fund in existence, the Vision Fund, worth $100 billion, and the man himself believes in singularity. In a one-on-one meeting, Masayoshi-san asked Adam, who wins in a fight, the smart guy or the crazy guy? Adam says, the crazy guy. Masayoshi-san says, you're right, but you're not crazy enough. You need to think 10 times bigger. He wanted him to make WeWork a global cult. Okay, he didn't say cult, but he wanted him to make a global shared workspace out of WeWork. So he wrote him a check for $4 billion and told him, go crazy. Long story short, SoftBank sunk quite a bit of investment capital into WeWork, which got them to a peak valuation of $47 billion. And that was the end of the rise of WeWork. You know what that sound means. Top five signs that you may have encountered a cult-like organization adapted from a 2018 CBS News article. Beware of any kind of pressure. Any kind of pressure to make a quick decision about becoming involved in any intensive kind of activity or organization. This probably works when someone is trying to sell you something too. But also, a very important aspect of a cult is the idea that if you leave the cult, horrible things will happen to you. Pressure to stay in a way that scares you is a clear sign. Be wary of any leader who proclaims him or herself as having special powers or special insight and, of course, divinity. The group is closed. So in other words, although there may be outside followers, there's usually an inner circle that follows the leader without question and that maintains a tremendous amount of secrecy. The group uses deceptive means, typically to recruit new members, and then once recruited, will subject its members to an organized program of thought reform, or what most people refer to as brainwashing. Typically, cults also exploit their members, most financially, but that's followed by the psychological, emotional, and potentially sexual trauma. Remember, cults have nefarious goals, so if you belong to a legit group that requires membership, rules, dues, etc., It doesn't mean you're in a cult, but always follow your instincts. Ask questions, research the organization, don't follow anyone blindly. We left off with the rise of WeWork. Now the fall. The company gained mainstream media attention in 2019 with its failed initial public offering, or IPO, of company stock. The Wall Street Journal released details in August 2019 that WeWork was besieged with criticism over its governance, business model, 
and ability to turn a profit. WeWork lost over $2 billion in 2018 and was facing a sexual harassment lawsuit from a former female employee and alleged inappropriate behaviors from the CEO. Shortly after this claim was made, WeWork put an end to its unlimited beer for employees and implemented a policy of only four beers per day in the New York office. Only four beers. Now that's not fair, is it? On September 22, 2019, reports surfaced that various WeWork directors were planning on asking Newman to step down as CEO after a tumultuous week in which his eccentric behavior and drug use came to light just prior to that planned IPO. The Wall Street Journal reported that he had taken $700 million out of WeWork before the IPO, among other details, and undermined his position at the company. Newman also had to repay $5.9 million that the company paid him in exchange for his trademark of the word we. On September 24, 2019, he resigned, and Artie Minson and Sebastian Gunningham were named as successors. In October 2019, the Wall Street Journal reported that Newman would receive close to $1.7 billion from stakeholder SoftBank for stepping down from WeWork's board and severing most of his ties to the company. Weeks later, minority shareholders filed a lawsuit against Newman and other WeWork officials for breach of its fiduciary duties. SoftBank marked down its valuation for the company now to $2.9 billion. The headline in Forbes on November 18, 2019 10.46 a.m. Eastern Standard Time was, WeWork was a $47 billion unicorn. Now it plans to lay off up to 6,000 employees, which is somewhere between 30 and 50% of its employees. The downsizings are part of a desperate turnaround plan for WeWork to cut costs and to stop the bleeding of money. WeWork has since been very publicly trying to redeem itself and turn around investor and public perception. So what's up with Adam Newman? The Wall Street Journal reported that Newman had aspirations to live forever, become the first world's trillionaire, expand WeWork to the planet Mars, become Israel's prime minister, and become president of the world. For years, there was a debate as to whether WeWork was a tech company or more of a real estate play. At first, most people viewed WeWork as a real estate startup disguised as a tech startup. And as it kept purchasing more property, the lines continued to blur. Today, WeWork is rumored to be going public via a SPAC at a $10 billion valuation, which is still down significantly from the $47 billion at its peak, but it's a step in the right direction. So the company is going through a strategic five-year turnaround plan that began in February 2020 to become cash flow positive by 2022, boost its valuation, and win back investor trust. Will it work? We shall see. We can't make any of this stuff up. A company with a 40 plus billion dollar with a B like boy oh boy valuation? Que? I am so far from a finance expert, but even I know that something ain't right. The reason a company like WeWork got away with all they did was twofold. We as workers are so desperate for positive work environments that a hint of one is enough to draw us in. We spend over one-third of our lives working, and that includes our commutes. Even when we are not working, we are complaining or venting to our friends and families about how horrible the boss is or how shady some of our colleagues are. And even if you half like your job, there's always something. Not enough pay, too many cooks in the kitchen, old facilities, etc., etc., etc. 
So when a place like WeWork offers a new culture of work and equity, what's not to love? And two, here is this newfangled view that work should be more than just about work. We spend so much time there, why not have a little fun? I definitely have no qualms with some play at work. Morale is so crucial to personal health and company success that it cannot be understated. But what I learned about the story of WeWork is out of the twilight zone. Adam Newman intentionally and strategically took advantage of the millennial mindset around the idea of work. He appealed to this idea of work not having to look and feel like you're at work or working. He created a perception of philanthropic components that is also very appealing to that demographic. When you think about WeWork, it is reminiscent of why cults and even gangs are so appealing. Cult leaders create an us-versus-them mindset that unifies people who may either have a sense of low self-esteem, have a need for belonging, or are looking for upward mobility and status that has been promised, but with no proof that those promises will be fulfilled. Do not misunderstand me. The WeWork community is a workforce of intelligent, motivated, ambitious people from everything that I could tell. But the lure of the work culture, though too good to be true in hindsight, was extremely alluring. The parties, summer camps, and promises of equity never fulfilled their promises to anyone but Newman. Learning the story of the people left holding the bag is infuriating and is why I do what I do. It's important that people go into work environments understanding what they are getting into and that they are willing to exit stage left even when it's uncomfortable to do so. And we'll wrap this cult-like episode up with the health tip of the day. Health tip of the day. How to avoid exercise injuries. Regular exercise is good for your body and safe for mostly everyone. However, with any type of activity, always a chance you can get hurt. Exercise injuries can range from strains and sprains to complete tears and breaks. With a little planning, you can prevent injury and stay safe during exercise. Warm up and cool down. Warming up before exercise gets your blood flowing. It warms up your muscles and helps you avoid injury. You should also cool down after exercise to bring your heart rate and body temperature back to normal. To stretch or not to stretch. To stay flexible, you should stretch at least two times a week. But it's unclear whether stretching really helps reduce injury. However, there is some common agreement around some things. Don't stretch cold muscles. Don't hold stretches for longer than 15 to 30 seconds. And don't bounce. Choose your exercises wisely. If you haven't been active or have a health condition, talk with your healthcare provider to make sure you're healthy enough for exercise. Ask what type of exercise might be best for you. If you're new to exercise, you may want to start with low-intensity options such as walking, swimming, riding a stationary bike. Use the right equipment. Using safety equipment can greatly reduce your risk of injury. Safety equipment includes footwear, helmets, mouth guards, goggles, shin guards, other protective guards, knee pads, lifting gloves, and lifting straps. Use the right type of equipment for your sport or activity. For example, don't play tennis in running shoes, and don't play basketball in tennis shoes. Wear a ski helmet, not a bike helmet. When downhill skiing, make sure your equipment fits you properly, is the right design for your sport or activity, is in good working condition, is used correctly and consistently. Learn good form. If you're new to an exercise or a sport, or even if you're a vet, consider taking lessons, hire a trainer, watch a YouTube video. There's nothing worse than seeing someone lock their knees when doing leg exercises like squats or leg press at a gym. Cross train. 
to help prevent overuse injuries vary your workouts. For example, instead of running three days a week, get on a bike and cycle one day and then run two. You'll use a slightly different set of muscles and still get a good cardio workout. Listen to your body. If you're still going by the old saying, no pain, no gain, you're probably still getting injured. Of course, to build strength and stamina, you need to push your body and you need to find your limits. But the key is to push slowly and gradually. You can expect to be sore after a really good workout, but you should never feel intense pain while exercising. If you feel intense, sharp, or shooting pain during your exercise, stop right away. See a healthcare professional. Exercise and self-care shouldn't kill you. It's supposed to do the opposite. So see a healthcare provider for any muscle or joint pain that doesn't go away after self-care. If you're seriously injured, go to the hospital right away and seek medical attention if you have chest pain during or after an exercise, think you've broken a bone, a joint appears out of position, there's bleeding or popping sounds when using the joint. Listen, exercise is not just great for your physical well-being. It also helps you mentally and emotionally. It's great for your self-esteem. It releases endorphins and motivates you to eat and sleep better. The key isn't always crazy intensity. The key to staying fit is longevity. And that's our health tip of the day. For LinkedIn services to boost that LinkedIn profile, executive coaching for those in corporate structures, or creative coaching for those in creative fields, contact us at coaching at designyourdecade.io. For podcast-related correspondence, contact us at podcast at designyourdecade.io. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast, subscribe and share on your favorite podcasting platform. How does it feel to win? Like the literal weight of the world is on my shoulders. My hair is starting to fall out in the shower already. Plot twist. You just won a failing billion-dollar tech company. What are you going to do next? I'm going to Chili's. I'll be. <laughs> that is an awesome. Download the new My Fortune Lottery app on Google Play or Apple App Store now. My Fortune is not responsible for high levels of stress, hair loss, or diabetes among winners. Terms of winning may vary. Blah, 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 blah. Hope you don't get sued. The new My Fortune app. Your fortune's waiting.